أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان وبعد نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم said in a hadith narrated by Sayyidina Muawiyah رضي الله تعالى عنه and it's a very عظيم الشان hadith and it's very interesting. It's narrated by Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu, as if to uh, providentially tell the entire ummah that the Sahaba are the gatekeepers. If you don't accept them, if you don't accept all of them, this is something that you're barred access from. He said, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, man yuridillahu bihi khairan yufaqihu fi din, wa innama ana qasimun wallahu yu'ti." Whoever Allah Ta'ala wishes good for, He gives him understanding of the deen. And I am not but a distributor, and Allah Ta'ala is the one who gives. This hadith is a very important hadith. There are a number of issues of aqidah that, that, that are understood through this hadith. Aqidah, unfortunately, is something that's abandoned. The study of aqidah is abandoned, especially the books of Kalam. Inshallah, as students of knowledge, you shouldn't consider yourself a student of knowledge unless you have the intention of having achieved at least some sort of moderate proficiency in every single one of the ulum. Not just say, well, I like qira'ah, so you just do qira'at for the rest of your life and you're ghafil of what's going on in the books of fiqh. Not just, I want to be faqih, so you become a great mufti and you are ghafil of what's going on in the, the, uh, in, in, in the books of kalam or in usul hadith, etc., etc., you should keep studying whether Allah Ta'ala gives you an uh, ijazah uh, or people call you Molana or people uh, you know, give you a job as an imam. MashaAllah, Molana Sahib Khairiyat. Or some sort of, you know, some sort of dunyawi, uh, 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 you know, crumb that the people of the dunya, the abna of the dunya are happy with. Whether or not you get those things, you should have it. This is the thing that I love. This is the thing I want to do. Don't you see how, mashallah, we live in America, the people around us. If somebody wants to go skydiving, he goes skydiving. Someone wants to jump in a bungee cord out of a building, he goes and jumps in a bungee cord out of the building. Someone wants to go snowboarding, they go snowboarding. Someone wants to go backpacking in you know, some volcano in Hawaii, even though boiling molten rock may vaporize him. He still will do it. Okay? It's good. This is a good sifa. It's misplaced because they spend it in things that are not really worth your time. But the sifa of wanting something and doing it, this is a sign of being a living person, not being dead. So if there's something that's important to you, go do it. Don't make excuses and don't artificially and prematurely make, uh, uh, make depression and make regret for yourself, even though the door of opportunity for you to do whatever you want to in life is still open for you. One day that door will close. That's the time to have regrets. You don't have regret when you can still do it. So I always wanted to do this and you don't, you don't do it. That's, that makes no sense. So, you, you know, you, ha- you have to learn all of these things. At any rate, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said what? He said, whoever Allah ta'ala wishes good for, he gives him faqaha in the deen. Faqaha is not kathratul ma'lumat, kathratul masail. It's not having a whole lot of information. I'm told there are, mashallah, some uh, students in this madrasa memorized Riyadh al-Salihin. That's awesome, right? But if you had to choose one or another, memorizing or understanding, which one is more important? The understanding is more important. And the memorization is icing on top of the cake. And the memorization has benefit, 
and it has a maqam in, 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 in the ummah. But the, 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 the people, the ulama rabbaniyun, they're the fuqaha, the people who understand things properly. And understanding comes through not having a whole bunch of stuff you memorize that you can repeat by rote. I don't want to make fun of it or I don't want to downplay it as if it's not important. It is important as well. But the higher rank is what? Is faqaha. And the highest rank is to join between the two of them. And faqaha doesn't come from kathratul ma'lumat. It doesn't come from just knowing a lot of particular things. It comes from what? It comes from understanding things the way they are. Now, because people don't read the books of aqidah, they don't read the books of kalam, they don't read the books of falsafa, they don't read the books of even mantiq to be able to read those uh, other books. Um, there's a lot of assumptions that we accept from the people of kufr, and we don't know that they came from the people of kufr, and because we don't know any better or don't know anything else, we accept those things as being uh, matters of fact. Uh, so nowadays, if you were to walk on the street and you meet a Yahudi or you meet a Nasrani or you meet a Muslim who's not practicing uh, or, or has some sort of zindiq uh, type beliefs about the deen and whatnot, if you tell them something, they'll ask for some sort of scientific evidence. What is scientific evidence? What is science? You have a theory, right? That I think that... When you make water hot, it will evaporate faster. So you take that theory and then you, what you do is you take a pot of water and you leave it, uh, or a, a bowl of water and you leave it at room temperature and you take another boil of water, bowl of water that's the same in every other way except for you heat it up and you see which one evaporates faster. Right? You, you see, until you see with your eyes, uh, you don't believe anything. This is what science is. It's a perfectly legitimate way of getting information about the world around you. But what the problem is, is this, is that only accepting knowledge that you can see with your eyes or hear with your ears or touch or taste or smell, only accepting the knowledge that you can get from your senses, this is the knowledge of animals. This is the knowledge of dogs. You take a dog and you stick a lighter under the dog, the dog will feel the heat as well. If you stick the lighter underneath a human, the person will, it's exactly the same, the knowledge is exactly the same. Allah Ta'ala gave human beings something different than what He gave the animals. Allah Ta'ala gave the human being the ability to rationalize, to use reason, to use reason that the, 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 the person can take the knowledge that they know and then use reasoning in order to extract from that knowledge knowledge that they didn't know. Right? That reasoning is completely, uh, is completely disappearing in the world around us. The use of rationality is disappearing in the world around us. The use of, 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 of logic is disappearing in the world around us. You will see kufr always takes a person away from the sunnah toward the state of being an animal. Right? And that's what the whole falsafa of kufr is. Is that we're essentially animals like other animals. Sunan, have you ever seen a, a, an animal that sits when it eats? Absolutely not. Right? Human beings that follow sunnah are the only ones. Human beings have progeny. We have lineage. We have nasab. Animals have offspring. People of kufr are taking human beings and putting them like animals that there's offspring, there's no lineage anymore, there's no nasab anymore. Nobody cares someone's married, not married, who's the father, who's not the father. The, you know, if you're sophisticated, you'll get a DNA test. If you're unsophisticated, maybe you'll go on the Jerry Springer show or something and find out who your father is. This is basically what it is. It's moving people, everything, moving people toward what? This uh, animalistic state. Everything. Um, I want to do what I want to do. You know, a man should be able to marry a man. What's the proof? Look, in Antarctica, these penguins, the two male penguins will have intercourse with one another. This is a proof that this is legitimate. 
What your proof is what that the animals do it, so we should do it as well. All of these things push a person toward being an animal. Without even talking about iman and kufr, right? The first zina and the first beauty Allah Ta'ala gave to human beings, that's different than the beauty that Allah Ta'ala gave to, or different than the state that Allah Ta'ala gave to animals, right? The, the farq, the difference between humans and all the other animals is what? Is that even if a person is a kafir, they have the use of their rational faculty. Kufr is what? It's, it's this agenda of shaitan to attack a person's rationality and not get them to use their, their rational, rational faculty, not get them to use reason. Right? What is it? The nafs, hawa, the dunya and shaitan, the four enemies of every person. None of them appeal to a person's rational faculty. None of them. And if they do, what it is is a kind of like a losing bargain. So for example, they said, don't practice the deen because if you're Muslim, halal meat costs double as much as haram meat does. That reasoning is what? It's penny-wise, pound-foolish, because the haram meat costs like a dollar less per pound, but you go to Jahannam forever. So the higher reasoning, the higher logic is what? Is that pay the dollar, it's worth it to spare yourself. These four enemies will never, will never, ever, ever appeal to a person's rationality and appeal to the person's logic. And this is something that our mutakallimin say, that our, the, 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 the imams of aqidah say, which is that a person, in order for their iman to be valid, they have to use some sort of rational method to arrive at even iman itself. So if Yom Al-Qiyamah, someone comes in front of Allah Ta'ala, Allah asks, did you believe in me? You believe in my Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? They say, yes. Why? Jadab, because Mufti Shahidullah, Mulana Shahidullah is a pious guy, and I see he believed in Allah, so I believe because of him. This is invalid. This is not iman. Why? If Allah accepted that from that person... Then the next guy down the road, right, Raju, he, he'll say, well, I saw the priest in my, my mandir is also a nice guy. Many of them are. Not all of them are. Then again, not all, all of our guys are nice either, right? Many of them are nice too. They feed the animals. Some of them, they don't even eat meat because they don't even want to harm animals. They don't want to harm human beings. Nonviolence, give charity, all of these things. They have these values. Some of them are very nice people. But what? This person say if they say that well the 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 priest in our mandir was was a very nice guy and so because of that that's why I uh, uh, accepted worshiping elephant and monkey and God knows all these other things right he'll he'll have a hujja in front of Allah Taala and say well for the same thing you know the same methodology that 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 person used I used the same methodology why is it that my iman is not valid this is a good this is, and this is this would be a good question and a good uh, uh, line of reasoning. Rather, the ulama say that even the person who believes in Allah Ta'ala has to themselves come to the conclusion that Allah Ta'ala exists, that Allah Ta'ala uh, 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 is one, that the deen is correct, that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi wasn't a liar, that the Qur'an isn't filled with lies, that Islam is not just a big scam for uh, uh, people to make money and for, for uh, people to exploit one another like other religions are. It's not. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi you look at his life, he made no money from the from the deen. He banned his own family from receiving the money of zakat. He was shown Sayyidina Fatima's death, Sayyidina Hussein's death. He was shown the entire his entire family, children, grandchildren, most of his children except for Sayyidina Fatima, all of them died in front of his eyes. Radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And he was shown the mashhad of Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu. The family of the Prophet ﷺ suffered so much abuse from this ummah that it's a, one of the miracles of Islam that they're even Muslims to this day. If you read history, you see that this is something that happens again and again. 
Banu Abbas becomes the Khalifa after Banu Umayyah, and they persecute the the uh, Aulad of uh, the Hassanin and the Aulad of Sayyidina Ali radiAllahu taala anhu mercilessly. Uh, but what they're still they're still with the Deen Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi was shown all of these things. This hadith says that he knew all of these things. What possible benefit in this world could he have received from it? These are all what these are all rational arguments. The Quran says what? It says, أَوَلَمْ يَرَى الْإِنسَانُ أَنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِن نُطْفَةِ فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمٌ مُبِينٌ وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا وَنَسِيَ خَلْقَهُ قَالَ مَنْ يُحِي الْعِظَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ قُلْ يُحِيهَا الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَلَ مَرَّةٍ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٌ This is a completely rational argument. Allah Ta'ala is not saying, I'm Allah, Quran is the truth, so shut up, just accept it. Although that's His authority, if you wanted to, He could, and we would all be mukallaf to accept it. But here even he throws you a bone and says, okay, fine, you're insan. You like thinking about things? Think about this. Think about this. The one who made it the first time, he can make it again. The fact that he made it the first time, it's a rational argument. The fact that he made it the first time means to make it again is A, possible, B, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's easier. It makes a, do something the second time always easier than doing it the first time. The idea is this, is that just the fitrah of insan, we're not even talking about the deen, just the fitrah of insan pulls them toward rational thinking. And the highest function of rationality is what? Is that it allows a person to accept wahi, which is a door to a complete other realm of knowledge. It's just like, imagine, a person lands in the airport, right? Like some of us did, or some of our parents or forefathers came to this country, they landed at the airport. The airport is a small thing, and then there's like a whole big America outside of it, right? The rational faculty is like the airport, and the wahi is like the entire rest of the country, mashallah. You can't get there unless you go through the airport. On top of all of that, what? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, bihi khayran Whoever Allah ta'ala, which is good for, he gives him, he gives him faqaha of the deen. The understanding of the deen is not in memorizing so many particular things. That memorization is important, but to be able to put it together, this is the manhaj of nubuwa, is this faqaha. Don't you see so many examples of, of the sahaba radiallahu anhum, right? There's a hadith, maybe all of you have read it before, heard it before. The Sayyidina Abu, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he, he noticed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is gone for a while and nobody knows where he is. And then uh, he went and asked everyone, do you know where Rasulullah is? Alayhi salatu And they said, they said, they said, uh, no, we don't know where he, we don't know where he is, uh, and so he said, I scrambled to look for him, and I jumped the wall of one of the buildings of the Ansar, and I saw Rasulullah is in a good state, and he said, he gave me the glad tidings that take my my sandals and give everyone who you see the glad tidings that whoever says La ilaha illallah will enter Jannah. So he does it, and the first person he sees Sayyidina Omar, Sayyidina Omar hits him so hard, just knocks him onto his backside. Sayyidina Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, he, 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 he starts to weep. He cries. Imagine how scary it is. Sayyidina Umar, big guy, he, he does that. And such a, a person of so much heba and waqar. So he grabs him and drags him to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah alayhi salatu wa first orders him, release, release him. So he releases him. And uh, he says, what's, what's, the, you know, what's going on? Sayyidina Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu says that, that, that you gave me your na'alain sharif, and you said to, the, said, say to the people, give them the glad tidings. Whoever says, la ilaha illallah will enter Jannah. And, uh, uh, um, and I, I did it, and he hit me, and he hit me so hard, I fell on my backside, and I started to cry. So he asked Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, why did you do it? 
I'm not understand. Think about this, okay? Think about this. Literally, there are people who read a translation of a hadith from Bukhari. Not the hadith itself, not the sanad, just a translation of the matan. And they come to a conclusion with it. And they beat people up and say, you don't follow sunnah and you, you're a person of bid'ah because of that. This is Sayyidina Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, who came with a, with a hadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What's the sanad of the hadith? Me, him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Done. And as a proof, none of these knuckleheads, they start wars in different countries and they, uh, you know, make everything haram halal and everything halal haram. None of these knuckleheads, even if they do have this translation of a hadith without a sanad, none of them will show you the Na'al Sharif of the Prophet So no, he told me particularly, here, look, see. So he has like, it's, he has like a, a qarina with it that you almost never find. And still Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu didn't accept the hadith. Astaghfirullah, this should be kufr. Right? This should be kufr. This is nifaq. This should be a person should get their uh, head whacked off of their shoulders if they they disobey, uh, treasonously disobey a, 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 a direct commandment of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam say? Ask him, why did you do it? He said, because if they had no, if, they, if, if he had told this to the people, then they would have what? They would have slacked off and not uh, done their amal. So what did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa say? Astaghfirullah, my command, you didn't listen to it, this, that, and the other thing. This is what the, this is what the Rawafid will say. They say, look, this is a proof, your Umar, that you love so much, he's a munafiq, he, he, the direct commandment of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he didn't accept. But you can, Rawafid, you can say that if you want to. What did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say? He said, da'ahum He said, yeah, you have a good point, just let them keep doing their amal. He didn't chastise him at all. And he's the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he doesn't bear witness to batil, much less accept it. He doesn't bear witness to batil, much less accept it. The interpretation of this is what? Is that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted to make tabligh of a part of the aqidah, which is what? Whoever, under, whoever says la ilaha illallah, that person, that's their najat is in there. It's not in their amal, the najat is in the iman. What did Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, what was his ijtihad? He wasn't denying that fact. He just said that right now, amaliyan, practically, this is not going to, this is going to have a, another bad effect. He understood what the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said explicitly, and also what his intention was in saying it. This is what, this is his ijtihad, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam accepted it from him. There are so many incidences in the life of the Prophet ﷺ, the dhakhira of the athar, that you see this is a process that happens over and over again. There's uh, uh, Sayyidina uh, uh, Ammar bin Yasir anhuma and Sayyidina Umar anhu are out in the path of Allah Ta'ala. Both of them in the night, they have uh, ihtilam, and they have to make a, 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 a ghusl in the morning. <coughs> and... We, Sayyidina Ammar bin Yasir, he says, they don't know what are we supposed to do because we don't have water for ghusl. So he says, I'm going to go out in the desert and I'm going to take all my clothes off and roll around in the sand. Right? Sayyidina Ammar says, no, I'm just going to make the regular tayammum and pray. And both of them come back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they present their ijtihadat to him. And he doesn't chastise either of them. He praises Ammar bin Yasir for his taqwa, for his wara. And he praises Sayyidina Ammar radiallahu anhu for being correct, for being right. What does this indicate? That the deen is what? The deen is a deen of usul. It's not just a deen of kathratul ma'lumat. It's not just a deen of like individual pieces of information. 
coming back to the thing that we were talking about when it comes to modernity and when it comes to the, 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 the culture of kufr that we've taken in for ourselves that we don't, uh, uh, you know, that we don't think about. Everything, when we gave the example of the scientific method, everything that we consider knowledge like fact in this, uh, in this, uh, uh, this culture, it's very specialized and it's very specific. It's very reduced down to like very small points. So there are people in the civilization that have amazing advanced knowledge in very specific small things, but somehow they miss the bigger picture. So you can have someone who's so smart that he knows from just a small piece of plutonium how to destroy, destroy like entire country. But he's not so smart enough to understand that one day this technology I'm developing is going to kill everybody I love. What is it? So smart in one way, but in another way, such an idiot. Such an idiot. So stupid. Even illiterate farmers have more uh, understanding about reality than that person does. And this is the, the imperative of what the people of, of deen and the people of knowledge, which is to preserve this, preserve this understanding amongst people. Because there's no civilization in which people weep when they die because of not having nuclear weapons. There are civilizations, Allah protect us, that may, may weep because they have them. But no civilization will, will weep that they don't have them. But people will weep at the end of the day. Why? Because they sold their humanity. They gave up their, their brain. They wasted their life doing stupid things. And the life was a wastage in this world. The, the true punishment for that will happen in the hereafter. This is a very important task. This is a very important uh, uh, work that you're doing. This is a very important time that you're dedicating. So don't be stupid like other people and look at, oh, look, that school is so nice and they get to go on field trips and they this and they that and they're going to get this job and the other uh, job and perks and everybody will shabash them for, for uh, uh, you know, being a doctor or for being this or for being that. Don't look at those things. Why? Because that's the shaitani logic, the logic of, of small things. Yes, by that reasoning, what you're doing right now is waste waste of your time. By the higher logic, the higher logic, which is what? That the akhirah is more intense than this world and it lasts forever. By that logic, this is the correct path to be on. This is the path that Allah Ta'ala, if He loves a person, He puts a person on this path. It's a harder path. You have to work twice as hard and when you when you're, uh, go out in the world, you'll deal with twice the number of difficulties. But Allah Ta'ala will give you thousands of times the reward. If you don't believe it inside your heart, you're wasting your time here. So for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, please as a personal favor, if not for any other reason, as a personal favor to me. If you're going to go out and be like, oh, what is this? I could have studied this. I could Just go right now. Go right now and do those. If you don't know what the, what the value of this thing is, uh, know that you'll lose it. When the person gives you a gift of very high value, of very great value. This knowledge is carried from every generation, the, 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 the best of them. The best, the most upright of them. This is what Rasulullah said. Even if you don't have a job, even if some crackpot has 10,000 followers on Twitter and your bichara Twitter account only has like 150 people, even if they drive a, a, a Lexus and you drive a Toyota, 
even if whatever, even if you're, you know, they're, they're wearing, mashallah, an Italian shoes that cost a pair that cost $300, and you're still wearing the same wuzu chapels after, like, you've become the age of 50 or whatever. What's better? If that's better, just leave right now and go do it. If the, the statement of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam means something to you, and you're the one, you want to say, no, Allah gave me only one life. Allah Ta'ala only gave me a specific amount of time. Some of us is less, some of us is more. I know a person, he's just a couple of years older than me. He just, yeah, yeah he just got diagnosed with, uh, with Lou Gehrig's disease. Right? It's a terminal illness. He's going to you lose your speech, your physical control of your body, everything. You only have a specific small amount of life. I am not going to waste it with the losers who are going to like pollute the earth and pollute the air and pollute the water in order to make money to buy crap that they don't really need to impress people that they don't. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to what? I'm going to be a real human being. I'm going to live according to the fitrah. I'm going to do something good for myself and for other people in this world. And I'm going to do something that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with me before I pass into, into, the, into the akhirah. This is what you want to do. If this means more to you and you're happy with that, then mashallah, uh, uh, glad tidings, Allah Ta'ala will give you a long career in, in, in seeking knowledge and you will seek it and Allah Ta'ala will give it to you and He will enlighten your heart and you'll share it with people and they will appreciate that from you. Their good deeds will become your good deeds on the Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Their progress will become your progress. People will come with a lifetime of good deeds you will come, who knows where that ilm that you, you took from your mashayikh, where it's going to end up, and how many armies of people worth of uh, hasarat you'll come with. Why? Because whoever Allah loves, He gives them the, 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 the understanding of this deen. If you can understand why you're sitting on the floor right now, and feel enveloped, like a person when they go to sleep, they cover themselves in their blankets, feel enveloped in the rahmah of Allah Ta'ala that you're here. I'm not worthy of being here. Right? None of us are. But if you can feel the, the, the kindness and the warmth and the, of the rahmah of being enveloped in that, that, that mercy that you get to sit and take dars when everybody else is, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, running up whatever carbon emissions and making the world a, a, a dangerous place to, to be. If you can understand that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you a, a great deal, inshallah. May Allah ta'ala give you a great deal more. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa ajma'in.